What's up, everybody? This is Bernard Pollard, and you're tuning in to the Bernard Pollard Show. Thank you for spending your time with your boy. Now, I took last week. I took last week off, y'all. I I was prepping Thanksgiving food. Uh, had family in. Uh, we did it big. Uh, I I I can cook, uh, and I was baking as well. So I did a couple. I did a pound cake, sweet potato pie. Um, man, I for my you know for the cooking part of it, it was some other desserts, but for the cooking part. Man, I did me a nice, uh, some greens. I did a, a nice ham, beautiful ham. Uh, man, some uh, sweet potatoes. Uh, we had dressing, mac and cheese. Uh, I fried some fish, some whiting fish, and I had some uh, hot wings. I, I made some hot wings. So, man, I, I did it big. I had a lot of fun. Watched some football, uh, spent time with family, and I hope you guys had an awesome, awesome time. Now, I... Football is, 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 is you know, we, we come in and, and we start talking about, you know, week 13. Um, you know, so as I, as I look at this, as I look at week 13, man, this has been a, it's been a crazy, it's been, football's been crazy. It's been different. Um, you know, I understand a lot of the rule changes. Uh, there's a lot of gray area uh, in, in all of the rules there uh, in, in the calls. Um, the football has been off to me. Uh, defenses are passive. Defenses are not aggressive. Uh, defensive guys don't know what to do. Uh, the, the officiating has been piss poor, awful all year long. But we're sitting at week 13. And uh, as we look at this, I know uh, the, the Carolina Panthers just fired uh, Coach Rivera. And, um, you know, it, it, as we as – I, as I – Coach is, is a good coach. I, I'm not going to say he's a bad coach. I do think it's time. I think the firing is justified. I think it's time for them to bring new blood in. I want them to get a, a seasoned vet coach uh, to come in there uh, and do some special things with that team. I think they have talent. Uh, I think the Panthers have talent. I think, you know, um, they need to uh, just kind of shake it up. And, and I don't think this was a, a bad fire. I, I think it was time to get uh, him out of there. So moving forward, as we uh, get to talking about uh, Week 13 recap, I want to start with America's team. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about this. I, I, you know, America's team is the Dallas Cowboys. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But this is the team that a lot of people have gravitated to uh, in the National Football League. And, and I mean, they have been they have been underachievers for a long time now. And I, I remember when I, you know, playing. All we knew about the Cowboys, even when we played them, we knew looking at, you know, highlights throughout the week, you're going to get guys that just celebrate. They celebrate after a first down. They celebrate after a two-yard gain. They celebrate after a negative yard, uh, uh, negative yardage or whatever it may be. This is what's a team that celebrate, and they always underachieve, and they continue to underachieve. This is a 6-6 six and six football team. They lost the game to the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills beat them 26-15. to 15. Josh Rosen, I, I, or not Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, I'm sorry, um, has been playing really good football i'm i i've said uh from the get-go whether this team do i believe the buffalo bills are pretenders or contenders i do think they're contenders uh i, I think josh allen is the he's where the asterisk goes uh, because however he plays is, is how this team goes defensively they can play a good game but josh allen is it all depends on if he decides to start making bonehead decisions uh in the football game when we look at this josh allen was 19 for 24 231 yards and a touchdown no interceptions and I, you know, I, I, I'm looking at the play calling as I watch this game. This was a beautifully called game from the offensive coordinator, from the head coach. They did a really good job as far as getting him involved. Um, 
Uh, Singletary, uh, Singletary had 14 for 63. Josh Allen had 10 for 43. So they're still finding a way to allow him to be athletic. Uh, he's still finding a way to uh, elude the rush and, and 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 to make plays with his legs. He's doing a good job getting out of bounds, sliding. Uh, so I mean, this is. Josh Allen, he rushed for a touchdown as well, but as I continue to say, he's playing good ball and not making bonehead decisions. And he, he's he's been throwing a ball really well all year long. I think he had a couple bonehead decisions, uh, you know, where he threw interceptions. But other than that, this kid is playing good ball. Cole Beasley, this was a revenge game for him. He was six for one ten, and um, he was six for one ten in the touchdown. So he balled out, did some really good things. Uh, I was excited for this, uh, excited for this offense. But you know, when I look at the defense, they play well. When you playing against the Dallas Cowboys. I think I heard uh, one analyst say, you know, on paper, this is probably one of the best football teams in the National Football League. And I would have to agree. You have um, you have Cooper, who's a I, I, I hate to say it. And my nephew, Alex, is going to kill me or he's going to not let me live it down. But, you know, uh, Cooper is a top five receiver in the National Football League. Statistically, the way he's playing, he's a top five receiver. Um, you, you, when, when we look at the quarterback, you know, when we look at Prescott, Prescott is playing well. He threw for three fifty-five, two touchdowns and an interception. He was thirty-two for forty-nine. He's playing well. He's a top seven, top five, top seven quarterback in the National Football League, if not top three. So, I mean, in, in my opinion. And so when we when we look at this, Ezekiel Elliott, 12 for 71. Amari Cooper, 8 for 85. Ezekiel Elliott has seven receptions for 66 yards. Michael Gallup had three for 63. Randall Cobb had three for 53. They're doing some good things, but it's just mental breakdowns throughout the football game that you look at, and it's very consistent with this team, the breakdowns, mental errors, missed assignments, guys just doing stupid things offensively and defensively. That's killing the Dallas Cowboys. So a lot, the argument a lot today that I saw while I was working out and, and, I've, and I've heard in the past few weeks, should Jason Garrett be fired? I mean, should you fire Jason Garrett? I, I think so. I think he should be fired. I think you need to bring somebody in to set the tone. But at the end of the day, when you do, if, if you do that, you got to bring in somebody that's just like him or beneath him because you're, you have an owner that don't want – he doesn't want to give up any kind of leverage or owner – or I shouldn't say ownership, but just leverage – Anybody that with a big name that comes in, that their name is going to overpower Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is a guy who's very selfish, and he wants his name to be tagged along with everything that the Cowboys are doing. And he's got to give up some leverage, give up the GM position, give up some stuff because he's doing too much. His hand is in everything, and I get it. I understand it. But this is the downfall of the Dallas Cowboys. This is a 6-6 six and six football team that's consistently losing football games because they're making bonehead decisions. Things are being done. Jason Garrett should have been gone a long time ago. But they can't go get another coach that's going to allow the owner to keep walking all over him. Jason Garrett's allowing Jerry Jones to walk all over him. You know, and so this is, this is where we're at. So as we move forward, I, you know, I said this. At the beginning of the season, um, I thought it was going to happen last year, but I think we're 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 seeing a, a shift in the NFC in, or NFC in the AFC East. We're seeing a shift with the uh, with with the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots lose the game twenty eight to twenty two. This was an ugly football game for the the New England Patriots. This is Tom Brady is he seems off, but at the same time, a lot of uh, a lot of his players, his receivers and, 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 you know, those they don't seem to be jailed. They're not jailing. 
And I understand when you when Robin Krowski, Gronkowski, when he's out, this is, uh, you know, he was a big factor in this offense. But having said that, you know, Tom Brady was is a guy that has been there for a very long time. He's a guy that I thought should have retired, but he continues to play. And he play, he's playing at a, a, a good level. He's not playing at a high level. He's playing at a good level. But I just don't see this offense. I've said it before. It's not explosive as it, as it has been. You know, the guys aren't doing things. They're not jailed defensively. They're relying on the defense. And, I mean, the defense has been getting beat, been getting torched, been getting gashed. And, I mean, we see it in the last few weeks. This has been happening with this football team. They continue to drop balls. They continue to miss plays. They continue to overthrow. Tom Brady really only trusts one guy in this offense. And as when we look at this, Tom Brady was 24 for 47, 326 yards. Three touchdowns and an interception. A lot of that came a little bit later. It was it was a late start for this football team. The Houston Texans was on them and on them fast. You know, James White was 14 for 79. Uh, Sony Michel was 10 for 45. Um, Julian Edelman was 6 for 106. James White had 8 for 98. It, I, I think if we look at this football team, they need to keep doing things like this. Get Edelman and get James White going early because this is going to keep them going. You got to stop – I don't know if Tom Brady trusts the other receivers. I really don't. As, as we watch this game, I don't know if he trusts them outright. So they're going to have to figure out a way because the defense is still good. They've been getting gashed. They've been getting, you know, things have been happening. But this is what happens in, in football, and especially this late in football. It's going to happen. Guys are, you know, nobody's 100%. Nobody's 90%. Nobody's 80%. Everybody is working off of fumes. It's hard to play in the National Football League at a high level week in and week out. So you you play off you play off that energy and, and, and you continue to play. Be one of 11. And this is what's going on. I think for this team to be successful, because the, the Bills are climbing up their back. And I mean, I, I see, the, I see the, 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 the Patriots losing another game, to be honest with you. And I think the Bills could take control if this continues to happen for the New England Patriots. Defensively, they, they, they were beaten up. By the Texans, they got some. They had some good plays, but they were beaten up. They were beat down. Uh, when I look at the Texans, this is a team. I still think the Texans is a Super Bowl caliber team. I still think that. I don't care what happened in the Baltimore game. They came off a bye week. They played Baltimore at, coming off a bye week. You can't play Baltimore coming off a bye week. They, they're a physical football team, and they punch the Texans in the mouth. They did. And, I mean, a whole bunch of other stuff happened, too. Injuries and pregame and everything else. But Deshaun Watson, a guy I think is playing at a very high level, 18 for 25, 234 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. This was – I mean, the kid is playing well. And I like what he's doing. He, he has grown so much since I've seen him, since I've seen him his rookie year. He's grown so much. And I think the, the, the state of Texas, the, the, the city of Houston is just taking this kid in, man. And they, they love him. He, this kid's a leader. He's in a great example. Uh, and he's a baller on the football field. And the team is playing for him. Duke Johnson was 9 for 36. Uh, Carlos Hyde was 10 for 17. They, I want to see them get the rushing game going, open them lanes for the uh, running backs, just like they're blocking their tail off for uh, Deshaun Watson. I want to see the running backs more involved, or I shouldn't say more involved because nine and ten carries, they're good. They can have more, but at the same time, you got to do something with those carries. DeAndre Hopkins was five for seven, 64, and uh, Kenny Stills was three for 60, 61. Duke Johnson was was five for 54. Um, they played a really good game. 
They did. They, I, I, you know, O'Brien did some really good things as far as uh, play calling, getting uh, guys the ball. Uh, I, I really love down in the red zone, the option play when they pitched it to uh, Deshaun Watson. That was a really good touchdown. Uh, just getting creative. Uh, you know, so I want to see this team continue to be creative with getting their playmakers to football. And this, I still think, as I said before, this is my opinion. I think this is a Super Bowl team. I had them and uh, the Patriots playing in the AFC Championship, but I don't freaking know, man. The ba- Baltimore, Baltimore coming. They coming. Them boys is balling. So that was a good win for the for the Houston Texans over the New England Patriots. Now, as I move to this game, uh, it, I still, I still. I get annoyed because people still talk about they were tanking or they're still tanking. The Miami Dolphins are not tanking. They're trying to win games with limited talent. They got to get the guys out that don't want to be there. And so they're playing with limited talent and they're playing really good ball right now. This right here, I think with young talent coming in and then the free agency, they got a lot of money to spend in free agency. They got a lot of picks to go get in the draft. This can be a special team, I think, in the next year or two. This can be, a, I will say, two years. But this can be a really good team. The Miami Dolphins, they, they, they are fighting. They're scrapping the entire football game. And they've been doing that the last few weeks. They've been scrapping, man. And, and a 37-31 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles, man, this was good. A lot of people say it was an embarrassing loss for the Philadelphia Eagles just because of the record. The 2-9, the and, and uh, or oh, I'm sorry, yeah, 2-9 and nine, um Miami Dolphins, they shouldn't have lost to them. Well, no, this is a professional football team. Anybody can lose to anybody any weekend. It can happen like that. So, uh, I mean, the Eagles are 5-7. and seven. I still think they have a chance because if Dallas is going to lose another game or two. So, they still have a chance, I think. But the, the, the NFC, the NFC uh, East is awful. They're awful. So, I, I look at this. Look, this was a good football game. This was a game where the Miami Dolphins, they, they said, we're going to fight all four quarters. And they did. They did. As I, as I look at this, and, and we all crack on uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but Ryan Fitzpatrick was 27 for 39, 365 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. We all know quarterbacks are going to throw interceptions. Ryan just so having to throw – he throw more interceptions than most. I don't know if he throw more than Winston because they both probably they, – they both in the same – they both in the same category. But – 365 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. Albert Wilson had two for 31. Two for 20 uh, was Gaskin, and then uh, Patrick had 10 for 5. This was the rushing game for him. So this was all air attack, and defense was was playing some good ball. Devontae Parker was 7 for 159. This kid has been freaking balling. Um, You know, so they're getting guys the ball. Patrick is uh, Fitzpatrick is, is is throwing the ball around, and I mean, like I said before, he's a hard, he's a veteran you want on your football team. You might not want him to play a lot, but he's a veteran you want. And and if he if he has to play a lot, you want to limit the throws because he will start to throw it to the other football team. But he's rallied this football team. They got three wins this year, three and nine, with a victory over getting that third win, a victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. As I look at the Eagles, who do you blame? Who, who, who do you blame for this 5-7 and seven start? Blame the head coach? Blame the office coordinator? Blame the quarterback? Blame the team? This, this is a professional football team. These are professional athletes. Whether it come from drops, whether it come from bad throws, whether it come from bad play calling, it's all around. I mean, anybody can get it. Anybody can. This is what this football team has been. They've been inconsistent. They really have. They've been inconsistent. Receivers have been bad. The running game hadn't really – I mean, the running game really hadn't been there. I mean, Miles Sanders has been doing some good things, but 
at the end of the day, Carson Wentz, I thought Carson Wentz, has been, he's been playing okay. He's been playing good football. He's a good football player. He was 28 for 46, three touchdowns and an interception. He can't help it that his receivers are dropping balls. He can't. I mean, this is just what it is. A lot of freaking drops by this football team, this receiving group, the tight end group. This is what's been happening. But, you know, at the end of the day, they've been outcoached as well. They've been doing some bonehead things as far as coaching, calling in the plays. You're like, okay, why? Why that call? So, I mean, this is what it, Alshon Jeffrey was nine for 137. He got the ball, but they just they just got beat up and beat down. So as we move forward, man, the AFC North, this is a, a, a big brawl a couple weeks ago, and then now all of a sudden they come back and they play again. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Steelers continue to fight for that that uh, that that um, wild card spot five or they're seven and five and the, the Cleveland Browns five and seven. Look, as I talk and, and we talked about this before on the show, the Cleveland Browns were a really good team on paper before the season started. They're still a really good team now on paper with all the injuries and everything else. The problem is the coaches and the players don't know how to get out of their own ways. They they're messing their season up. Inconsistent play by the quarterback position. Inconsistent calls by the officer coordinator, the head coach. Defensively, they get into doing some crazy things. You're missing your best player defensively because of a bonehead decision he decided to make a couple weeks ago. So it's just, I mean, this is a team that is underachieving, just like we said with the Dallas Cowboys. Two two really good receivers. One top three receiver in the National Football League, just, just off athleticism. And this is a five and seven football club. That's what we're looking at with the Cleveland Browns. And we said before, on paper, it's good. Everybody, most people were saying this, they should win the Super Bowl. A lot of people were saying, you know what, on paper, they're good. They still got a jail. That's what I was saying. They got a jail. And this team has not jailed yet. 12 games in, they have yet to jail. And that's scary. Because how long can you keep this talent together? You're not going to be able to keep all this together. Odell Beckham, ain't gonna, he ain't going to be there for a long time. At the end of the day, at some point, he's going to start to act out just to get out. So this is what it's about to come to in a minute with him and then with some other players. So you don't know how long you're going to be. Kareem Hunt's there. He's trying to just get his name back right. And I think he's going to be a player that can bail and go get a payday somewhere because he's that good. So how long can you keep this team together? I I thought this was the year to do it. You had a year where in the AFC North, Ben Roethlisberger's down. You have with the Bengals, they suck. Uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens, power running. I mean, you know, this I thought this was their year. But the Pittsburgh Steelers came in, man, and they said, you know what? We still going to fight. We going to fight with, with our third string, fourth string, whatever string quarterback he was. He came out and ball. Hodges, 14 for 21, 212, a touchdown inter- interception. They didn't let him do too much. Let him throw the ball 21 times. They ain't dumb. They ain't stupid. Snail, 16 for 63. Like I said, they, they, they're ball control. Go out and fight. This is what these games in the AFC North are all about. 13 to 20, 6 to 9 games. This is what happens in the AFC North. They're okay with winning games like that. They're okay with winning ugly games. Once again, this these guys, James Washington, 4 for 111. I mean, this is what's going on in the AFC North. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are staying alive. And that's the scary part. Because as they continue to play, they're going to continue to jail. They're going to get, they're going to get their center back, Pouncey back, here next game, I believe it is. Or I can't remember how many games he was spending, but he'll be back in the next game or two. So 
this team is going to continue to get better. Defensively, they're playing good ball defensively. So to run across them, if, if they make that wild card, that's going to be some scary stuff. As I look at the Browns, man, once again, I, I talked about how bad they were. I, I just – I'm tired of seeing the Baker Mayfield commercials. I really am. I'm tired of seeing them because he's not playing up to par. When he, when he plays bad, he wants to get an attitude and start saying whatever, whining. Dude, you play bad, stand there like a man, take it. Don't walk away. Don't try to be smart and, 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 and whatever with the, uh, with the reporters. You play bad, sit there and talk about it. But once again, this football team is underachieving. Jarvis Landry was six catches for 76. Odell Beckham had three for 29. Nick Chubb was 16 for 58 rushing. And Kareem Hunt was seven for 46. I don't know how long they're going to be to keep this together. And I don't know if Freddie Kitchens in over his head. I, I, I don't know which one it is. But they better get this thing together. You, you, this, your season is pretty much done. Because I do see them losing another game. And I don't know if they're going to make it into the playoffs. So we'll see. As I move forward, man, the Tennessee freaking Titans. It's exciting to me because I, I, I'm probably going to end up losing a bet to Michael Griffin. Me and him made a bet. And I told him, you know, and, and this was if Marcus Mariota was the quarterback. I, I said that they were going to go 7-9. But, you know, they made a change. I told everybody it was a quarterback controversy. Tannehill was a better quarterback. The offense is going to move better. The team is going to play better with Tannehill at quarterback. And this is what we're seeing. Tannehill is, 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 is becoming a starter. This is a 7-5 and five football team. They're not the Tennessee Titans are not seven to five if, if Marcus Mariota is on the center. Ryan Tannehill has been playing good football. He honestly is. He's he stood in. He's throwing the ball well. Getting his receivers the ball. He's throwing every route. He's consistent down the football field. He's smart with his legs. He's getting down when he needs to. This is what's going on. And and Derrick Henry is getting the football touches out of the backfield. So when we look at this, Ryan Tannehill was 17 for 22, 182, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Derrick Henry, 26 carries for 149 and a touchdown. When he touches the ball consistently like that, and when you have a consistent quarterback under center, special things can happen for the for the Tennessee Titans. They got some, they got some they got some decent receivers. He's going to get them the ball. They can make some plays. A.J. Brown was 3 for 45. Uh, Raymond was 1 for 40. Corey Davis was 1 for 23. Freaking, I mean, he got his guys the ball. Defensively, I think this is a Super Bowl caliber defense. This is a really good defense in the Tennessee Titans. I like what they're doing. Defensively, Dean Pease, who I was in Baltimore with, we won a Super Bowl. Yep. So he, he knows and understands what he's doing. I like the pickup they just made with, uh, with picking up the cornerback off of waivers. But once again, when we look at the Colts, this was a 31-17 victory. Special teams did some, spe some special things, scored a touchdown. And when you, score on, when you score on special teams, good things happen for your football club. But when we look at the, the Indianapolis Colts, I understand Jacoby Brissett, was, he was 25 for 40, uh, 319 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. But I still got to say, and I tweeted this uh, on, on Sunday, the Indianapolis Colts organization, they're missing Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett, is, he is average. He is really average. I don't think he's an elite quarterback. I think he's a guy that he's safe. I think he's a guy where they were saying, you know what, let's show him we're committed to him. We're going to keep things kind of going his way, or, or we're going to try to keep you know everything together as much as we can. The team was put together. But I don't know if Jacoby Brissett is that good to lead this football team. They're missing Andrew Luck. 
with the, the some of the decisions that Brissett is making down the football field. Yes, he's had some good games, but I I think he's had more average to below average games than he had good games this year. I don't know this six and six football team. I don't know if this is the same six and six. I don't know if this team is six and six if Luck is under center. We understand we can't help Luck left. He so I still got to talk about what if Luck was there. I'm just one of those dudes. What if? So as I look at that man, like like I said, uh, Wilkins, they're missing. They're they're missing Mac. Mac was running his behind off. He was doing some really special things, um, but the injury. That's what that's the name of the game. Next man up, but Wilkins was 11 for 47. Hines was 4 for 22. They're missing him in the run game. Pasco has 7 for 109, and uh, Doyle has 6 for 73. But I just – he threw for – like I said, Brissett threw for a lot of yards. But still, the decision-making is just not there for me. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing him not make consistent plays for his offense. Too many times they got to punt the ball. And I got to say this too, uh, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, some people may not like this. I got to be honest with you. I thought they should have got rid of the kicker. I understand he's a Hall of Fame guy. I get it, but he got to go. He got to go. And I forget his freaking name. Uh, and I mean, he's got to go. V- Vinatieri. He's got to go. He's lost games for him. Close games where it shouldn't have been close. They should have been dominating the games. It should have been missed passes or overthrown passes or underthrown passes or interceptions. I mean, Vinatieri has lost games for the Indianapolis Colts. You had a chance to get rid of him almost a month and a half ago, and you didn't. You stuck with him. So does that ball get blocked if Vinatieri is gone? We don't know. We don't know how things would be going. But I I still think Vinatieri should have been gone. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the best kickers to ever kick in the National Football League. But he should have been gone almost a month and a half ago. They held on to him, and they showed their loyalty, and their loyalty lost them football games. That's just that's just me. Some people might not agree with me. Some people may agree with me. But Vinatieri should have been cut. As we move on to the last football game, now I watch a lot of football games, you know, and and I, I look at the, the the Carolina Panthers and the Washington Redskins. That was a boo boo bowl. Uh, I look at the Chargers and the or not the Chargers, but the Rams and and Arizona Cardinals. Once again, Arizona Cardinals. You know, they have young quarterback, young coach. They're still learning and, and trying to understand. Freaking A, the, the Rams are trying to come around and, 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 and you know, baby golf into getting him back to, you know, proving he was worth the money that they spent. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Jets was, once again, the diarrhea bowl. That Them jokers suck, but I it was glad to see Andy Dalton back. Um, I've said before, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the, the Jacksonville Jaguars should not have. And I'm sorry, I got I to go on this real quick. The Jacksonville Jaguars benching um, um, uh, Minshew, I keep I don't know how to say his name Minshew Minshew uh, and putting foes in. I, I, I'm I'm I say, I'm saying that right now. That was the worst decision that they made Minshew Minshew, and so them benching him and putting freaking foes back in was the worst decision that they made. Nick Foles seven for fourteen, a interception in ninety three. You got, things were working with Gardner. Things were working. This was this things were rolling. You might not. I mean, we're looking at a four and eight football team. You got two losses back to back. I mean, I don't agree with the decision there. I understand, and as I tweet about, it, somebody said, "Well, it's the money." I understand the money. I get it. But there's no way that you bench Gardner when your team is on the up and up, and guys are bought in. They're 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 fighting together. They're jail, and you go and put foes back in the lineup. Mm-mm. That was the worst decision they could have made. 
And I think that right there is why their season is going the way it is. So they said, uh, Gardner, uh, Minshew, and I'm dist- I know I'm butchering his name. Forgive me, brother. But at the end of the day, he, they said he's a starter for the rest of the season. So I, I hope he can pull him around and get, uh, get to 8-8. Eight and eight. But uh, last game, and I'm sorry for the little, the little spew and the butchering of the name, but the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers, this was a good game. If, if I could change anything, I wanted the weather to be clear. This was a game I wanted to be able to see these cats going at it. Because, I mean, for the most part, San Francisco played, they played some, they played, they played good. But as I tweeted, it, it was some MAs and MEs. You got guys, got, some guys were in position too many times. When you play the Baltimore Ravens, you have got to hit them in the mouth and keep swinging. You have got to play assignment and alignment, almost perfect football. You can't not do your assignment. As we saw 24 get his ankles, ACL, and everything else broke off, toe up, from the flow up, when he was out, he was where he was supposed to be. Why did he move inside for the move? All you got to do is stay outside. Make Lamar cut back inside. But when you go inside, you give Lamar outside, and you were outside. If you give them no edge, they have no chance. But guys continue to mess up. And so when I look at this, like I said, if I could do anything in this game, I would want this game to be clear. Because I want to see, I want to see Shanahan go in and game plan. Because if it's, if this is a clear game, I don't know if this game goes the way it did. If this was clear, this, the Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Ravens are ground and pound football. Lamar Jackson is exciting, and I think from the last week or two, he has he's clear cut number one candidate for MVP. It, it's does that change anything that I thought about him? No, nothing at all, not at all. But that doesn't take away – it doesn't take away what he's doing. You know, he is doing some things well. He, he runs. The first thing I think about with him is running. Lamar has four routes that he throws. Crossers, he throws a seam in a red zone, and he throws, he throws a hitch, and he throws maybe a wheel route if it's open. That's all he throws. This, So when I look at the quarterback play, I'm not – sold on him being a great quarterback. I'll continue to say that. I'm not. He can't make every throw in the in, in, in the route tree. He can't. Right now, they're relying on power running. But I, I look at this team now, and yes, it's working right now. But the issue is going to be is, is, is he the same player in four years, five years? Can they continue with this power running where he's leading the charge? Because he he's leading the charge in his power running game. This is what This is my issue with this offense. Is can he do it? And I understand everybody looking like, well, we don't care about four years from now. Well, I do because everybody's going to piss on him when he when when we're not developing him as a quarterback. We're just letting him be electric and just letting him run. Because as I said before, me, my opinion, I think the Baltimore Ravens lose in the playoffs to a team that they already played because they're going to game plan and say, you know what? Just, let's do what the 49ers did. We're we're not going to stunt anybody. We're not playing any games up front. We're just going to straight rush. Keep them in the pocket. We got to – all we got to do is all that 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 um, play action or, 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 or that zone read stuff, all we got to do is keep somebody on Lamar. Your, your assignment is to hit Lamar. If he go left, your assignment is to hit him. If he go right, your assignment is to hit him. That's all you got to do. Close down the running uh, lanes and punch them back. But once again, so I don't get off track. 
The Baltimore Ravens, they won the game. 20 to 17. Did a really good job. I thought the fumble killed uh Garoppolo. But other than that, Lamar was 14 for 23, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson was 16 rushes for 101 yards. Mark Ingram, 15 for 59. Mark Andrews, three receptions for 50 yards. Hayden Hurst, three for 21. Those were his, he had six completions, six of his 14 completions to his tight end. We got to look at that. This is all I'm saying for in a clear day with a team that match up and, and, and continue, and we continue to say it. And nobody, when they get in the red zone, I don't understand what teams are doing. You're dropping down playing cover three, and you're not carrying anything on the scene. They run scenes. The Baltimore Ravens offense has not changed. They don't adjust. When they come to the line of scrimmage, the play that's called is the play that they're going to run. Lamar makes no plays, no checks whatsoever. So they're saying, my athlete is going to beat your athlete if this play breaks down. That's what they're doing. And later in the year, he's taking more hits. He's still getting up. He's running with some power. But once again, this I thought this was a good game in the rain. I thought it would have been even better in clear skies. But Garoppolo was 15 for 21, 165 in a touchdown. Um, Raheem had 19 for 146 in a touchdown. And, I mean, Kendrick Bourne and then Sanders had four for 41 and three for 42. I just wish this game was a, I just wish this day was a clear day because I thought it, I thought it would have been an even better game. But the Baltimore Ravens, they, they came out with the victory. And, and, and once again, I think Lamar uh, Jackson is clear-cut number one for MVP because he's making people want to watch. He's making people talk. Everywhere you turn, they're talking about Lamar Jackson. So to me, he, I mean, he's sitting at 10 and 2. I mean, he's beaten teams that with Russell Wilson. Yes, he, he stepped in and they beat the the the, uh, the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. That's hard to do in that stadium. So for me, like I said, he's a clear cut number one for MVP. But I still see a lot of flaws in what they're doing. There's no development there. And what if somebody actually carry the seam routes? Because later in the game, we saw they held somebody on the seam routes. He couldn't complete it. Couldn't throw it. There, there were there were sacks taken or there you know or, or there were throwaways. So once again, Lamar Jackson is balling. Don't don't get me wrong, but I'm still not I'm I'm not I can't be sold yet because I don't know if this can last. Y'all, I appreciate y'all tuning in uh, with me once again. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes, The Bernard Pollard Show, and follow me if you follow me on on, on uh, Twitter at CrushBoy31. If you want to talk ball, um, I'm always tweeting, I'm always talking, I'm always laughing. Um, you can say whatever you want to say about me. I'll throw it back. Um, but we're going to have fun, and, and, and I'm going to respond. You know, I love responding to people because I want to hear what you got to say. I just don't want to put a tweet out there and then not ever respond. I put a tweet out if you if you talk i try to talk to as many people as i can but you got to remember i got four kids and a wife so i got to get back to my family every now and again so uh yo i, I respond i have fun but hit me up at crushboy31 on twitter y'all take it easy peace out